1: Pacer fans, welcome back to another episode here of Setting the Pace. This is episode numero cinquenta uno. For all you Spanish knuckleheads out there, this is number 51. And joining me, as always, is my brother from another mother, my mister from another sister, my lad with a different dad, my pal from a different gal, my bud with different blood, my friend until the end. Ladies and gentlemen, give it up for the one and only Michael J. Pocci. That was quite the intro, Alex. Everything you just mentioned,
2: it describes me, and that's me. So I'm happy to be here. Episode 51, you know, football season while it's taking over for now. Us basketball, you know, fans, we're out here dying. I mean, come on. I'm ready for some basketball. What's going on
1: with these Pacers? I'm excited. Absolutely. And next week, Fletcher, we will be under the one-month countdown until the season starts just a little bit outside of a month right now, at 35 days till the NBA season is officially back. But I gotta ask you, man, what did you do this weekend? Anything exciting?
2: Uh this weekend, yeah, nothing nothing too crazy. Uh actually did some top golf. I don't know if you're familiar with top golf. Yeah, Working rich. on the swing. Uh, got a lot more work to do. It is a <laughs> dreadful swing. And uh topped it off with some bowling on Saturday. I'm oh, nice. actually uh, not too shabby when it comes to bowling, I gotta say. If I can toot my own horn a little bit. How many points did you get? Uh, I mean, you know, it's not that great. <laughs> but it's, it's more about who I'm playing with, so. Okay, so what's your score, I'm, I'm still working on it. It's the low hundreds. It's the low hundreds, okay. but uh, there are no bumpers in there. We're okay. doing it authentic. There we go. Uh, so working on it, and uh, then topped it off with watching some NFL football all Sunday. Nice. Gotta say, uh, Denver Broncos, my team, 0-2. It is not looking good. Yeah, well with Joe Flacco as your quarterback, what did you really expect? Not much, but <laughs> I hoped uh, could we get back to five hundred? You know, could could you win two more games than last year? It doesn't seem like it. I know, Alex, you were chirping me up on, on Twitter <laughs> trying to Trying to rope me into a Twitter war when I got respect for Jacoby Brissett. He, yeah. he looks looks pretty good so far.
1: Yeah, you're a smart man staying out of that fire. But you guys definitely got hosed in that last game against the, uh, uh, against the, Bears. the Bears. The Bears should be 0-2 right now, and you guys should be that 1-1. Was not a roughing the passer call
2: at the end. It really cost the Broncos the game and what seems like now the season, even though there's still 14 games left.
1: Yeah, there's plenty of time, and the AOC looks wide open for that wild card spot, but I've got to tell you a story, Fachi. I know that I mentioned on Twitter that I had a funny story to share with you, so this Saturday I did something that I don't hardly ever do because I am, like, petrified of water. I, I don't know how to swim, but... Um, <laughs> I've I've kind of learned a little bit. I, I just like to be able to touch, you know what I mean? I just I hate being out where I can't touch the bottom of the pool or where I'm out swimming. I just don't like that feeling. I feel very uncomfortable. But my wife and her family, they're like, hey, we got a boat. We got a pontoon boat. We're going to go out tubing. And I'm like, oh, okay, sounds like fun. I'll just stay on the boat, you know, like just chill. And my wife's like, oh, babe, please, will you go tubing with me? Please, please, please. And I'm like, <laughs> all right, all right. You know, I, I got to man up. I got to do this. I can't be some some wimp and just stay on the boat and not overcome my fears. and That's you know, true. You know, so I've, I've decided I'm going to do this. And so when I was getting ready in the morning, I was like, what am I going to wear on the boat? So I was like, I'll just, I'll just grab some shorts and a, and a t-shirt. We'll just hang out and have a good time. And, you know, I, I don't really have the best swim trunks. It's been a while since I bought some new ones. And uh, I've gained a few pounds, so they're not the most comfortable. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> So I just wear some shorts and little did I forget that I did not have a drawstring uh on my oh no so (laughs) so as we are on the tube we're going pretty well her dad's driving i mean it only goes about 25 30 miles an hour not not too fast out there on the water but as we're going i've never done this tubing thing before so i'm not lifting my legs up at all i'm just kind of letting them hang off the tube and they're kind of skimming across the water uh you know it just kind of feels kind of weird all of a sudden I just feel this wonderful breeze come out come of the backside oh, no. watch. And all of a sudden, I realize that my shorts have fallen down all the way to my ankles. So in, in lieu of trying to keep them, I spread my legs out as far as I can <laughs> so that way they don't <laughs> fall off because I'm not about to get up in this pontoon boat in just my boxer breeze with my mother-in-law there. How odd no. would that be? You know, she's got brothers. I don't <laughs> think they really care about that. I think whatever. But I'm like... I. You know, my mother-in-law like this is really awkward. So I'm like, I gotta save these. <laughs> so I just, you know, tell them to stop. They finally stop. I let go. I grab my, I grab my shorts, and thankfully, <laughs> by the skin of my teeth, Vach, I, I held on to him just around my, around my ankles and the bottom <laughs> of my feet. But, ooh I mean, I was only on that, on that too, maybe about 45 seconds before I had to get off, and I was like, I am not risking this again. <laughs> I'm just gonna go <sighs> back on the boat. I still got out on the water and did it. And I I let go of the tube. I I waited in the water a little bit, but it was just unbelievable, man. I could not believe how crazy (laughs) that was and how stupid I am for not bringing shorts with the drawstring.
2: Yeah, you're not going to make that same mistake again, I can tell you that, because those 45 (laughs) seconds almost cost you there. That would have been quite the situation with the family. (laughs)
1: Uh, Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I don't know what I would have done. I probably would have, like, had my wife throw me a towel and just walked around with a towel around my – Around my waist for the rest of the time, but how awkward would that have been, and how uncomfortable uh, would that have been? Oh my goodness! But that's horrible. Anyway, we've spent way too much time talking about non-pacer stuff, Fachi. Let's jump into some Pacers basketball right now. And you have some interesting quotes from Miles Turner uh, that he said a few few days ago, maybe about a week ago before they played. About France. a week ago, yeah, before they played. So, France. so let's let's talk yeah, for, about this. For
2: those of you that have been keeping up with, uh, you know, FIBA. The USA team had their worst finish, uh, I believe, ever. Uh, They finished seventh place. Uh, I know in in 2002 was the last time they didn't win it all, but this year they really took it to the next level. And unfortunately, you know, right before the big game against France, Miles Turner kind of had some comments for Rudy Gobert, who won Defensive Player of the Year, saying, you know, he was admiring Rudy Gobert's game and said the Defensive Player of the Year, according to some which had a lot of people rub the wrong way. But also, you, you got to respect Miles Turner for having the confidence, but you also have to back it up. And that's where Miles, well, it's one thing to say that he fell short, but he did not have a strong performance. And to sum it up, he actually had more turnovers than, than rebounds and more turnovers than blocks. It was two turnovers, one rebound, one block. And the other guy, Rudy Gobert, the two-time defensive player of the year, had 21 and 16 and three blocks. And was France was pretty dominant with Gobert on the floor. So, Alex, what do you think about Miles Turner's comments and then not backing it up?
1: Well, that's the same old story with Miles Turner talking and not being able to back it up. That's what he does. I mean, if you go back to when Paul George said that he wanted traded, he said, "Oh, I'm going to do whatever I can to be the leader of this team. I'm going to take over this team." And blah 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 gives this big long speech about how he wants to be here, which is what every fan wanted to hear at the time. Then he comes out the next season and just does not play his best basketball. Victor Oladipo, Sabonis, the new guys building on like they just completely overshadow the the season that miles had two years ago now miles did get better last season I think defensively he really improved his game but definitely had something to do with the contract and the incentives don't tell me that it didn't because if you're playing uh, for you know more money I think you're gonna give a little bit more than what you've been given before and I think he's getting older is getting better as well I mean that's part of it but like you said Fachi, you know The confidence, you like that he's trying to be confident. You like that he's trying to make these bold predictions and these bold statements like, yeah, well, some people think, well, Miles Turner, no offense, but, like, Rudy Gobert ate your lunch. You literally... He did. You're on the bench half the game because you couldn't stay out of foul trouble. Harrison Barnes was playing center. That's a question that I have for Coach Pop and what in the world he's thinking putting Barnes out there against Gobert. I mean, Barnes isn't even a great three-point shooter. So, to me personally, like... Miles Turner, you've got a lot of growing up to do, and while I'm excited for your future and while I've been hard on you in years past, my thing is you have got to just shut up and play basketball, let your game do the talking, and quit trying to predict stuff that you can't promise, because right now, I feel like there's false hope when Miles Turner comes to predicting things and making these big claims, because he is not on the same level as Rudy Rudy Gobert, plain and simple.
2: He's not. Unfortunately, hey, look, all Pacer fans, you know, they're going to they, they want Miles to be in that category because when you're trying to be a defensive player of the year or at least make an all defensive team, I mean, Rudy Gobert is now looking like that guy that you're going to have to get past if you want to be a defensive player of the year. It's not his first. It's, it's his second. And I do think there could even be another defensive player of the year in his future. So while I think that Miles Turner deserved more respect last year, actually finishing fifth in the voting, uh, you got to let your play back it up. Just as you said before, I do think that the whole FIBA play is going to benefit Miles in the long run, especially playing under Coach Pop. Uh, I've, I've said it enough. You know, it, it just no need to go down that road again. But I think that you need to apply that to this season. Have your play do the talking, not your mouth, because that's when you're going to get in trouble.
1: Yeah, and I mean, honestly, like, you know, I respect Miles Turner for believing in himself because it's what he should do, and if he is a, you know, a top-tier defender that a lot of people think that he can be as far as rim protection goes, give us more than one year of it. Let's see you do it next year at the same level. I know that you've been a good rim protector, but you still struggled where to get yourself at defensively. You're, You're continuing to get better, but, I mean, Rudy Gobert, 21 points and 16 rebounds is just, I mean, that's just a phenomenal game, and... You know, I got to ask you this, Foch, because Sports Illustrated came out with their top 100. Uh, I don't want to go through the whole entire list because I know a lot of people have been doing that. But I put a tweet out and I listed there are eight centers right now that are currently ranked above Miles Turner. Now, there is an exception for Al Horford and Anthony Davis, who could be that were ranked higher than him. But they're kind of power forward slash center. But just strictly centers, this eight guys above him are Joel Embiid, Nikola Jokic, Carl Towns, Rudy Gobert, Andre Drummond, Stephen Adams, Marcus Saul, and Nikola Vucevic. Do you think that Miles Turner is properly rated at the ninth best center in the NBA? Who was the last one that you named? Vucevic. Vucevic.
2: Mm, I mean, all-star? he did just make. He did just make an All Star. I mean, there, there's no debate that Miles Turner was not an All Star yeah. last year. Uh, so then, it really comes down to Marc Gasol, and I, I do think that Marc Gasol t- he took a pretty big step back last year. Uh, I, I would put uh, Miles Turner above Marcus Gasol. Well, I man, know that Marcus Gasol, Marc
1: Gasol just won an NBA Finals and a World Cup. Hey, he
2: won it, but he didn't do that alone.
1: No, uh, nobody I, does it alone.
2: Exactly, but Marc Gasol was not the reason the Toronto Raptors won the NBA finals.
1: Okay, well let me ask you this. If you switch Miles Turner with Marcus Cole on that Raptors team, do they still win the NBA finals? If you if you switch Miles oh, yes. oh yes. Oh yes. Oh yeah. If you're you, insane.
2: if you put if you put Miles Turner on the Raptors instead of Marcus Sol, they still win the
1: championship. Are you kidding me? I kid you not. Okay, so you think that uh he can handle big guys like Joel Embiid down there?
2: I, I honestly in the NBA final. I mean, we you talking about the whole run and everything I'm talking like about that. The whole entire run. I honestly do, Marcus. Soul. I'm telling you, he this is this is we're seeing towards the end of Marcus Soul. We are. He has seeing a 20-
1: twenty. But his his cerebral assassin that that cerebral assassiness that he has right there. Like, I just feel like. As a player, he's so much smarter. The communication that he had with Ibaka, where they're speaking different languages, there's no way Miles Turner could have done that. Uh, I mean, yeah, he can't. He well, can't, I'm just sp- saying that. Like, speaking another language with Ibaka. Okay. Man. But that, that makes it a, a little difference. limited in that. And look at how bad I, Joel Embiid has ate his lunch every single time they oh, play. sure. Turner gets and in foul just, trouble in the first five minutes almost every time they play, or he just gets played off the court.
2: I I think that the only debate I had was I think Miles Turner could be better than Marcus and that's only I mean, look at the, the difference in age right now.
1: I mean, that's the only reason why. Yeah, I mean the age thing is fine, but I'm saying like if you're looking at last year, coming into this year, I think that Marcus playoff run put him above Miles Turner in his run with the with the Pacers the last you know, last season.
2: Well, that's because Miles Turner for some reason doesn't have a playoff run. He just never it it just doesn't he doesn't put it all together in the playoffs. I think okay. that's the only one that that I would be willing to say, mm, the other guys,
1: I'll give you the other guys above Miles Turner. I would I think I think that Turner's future is much brighter than Marcus Gasol's. There's no doubt about that. I'm not saying anything about Miles' future, but I'm saying right now, I think that Gasol, while he's way overpaid, like I would not pay for what he's you know, for what he's making, I guess you could say if you're doing money compared to talent then maybe I'd put Turner above Gasol because Gasol still got like 20-plus million, 25-something like that million left on his contract for next year. But it's just hard for me to overlook the the impact that he brings to a team, and, and that's winning. And he couldn't help what was going on in Memphis. I mean, they were trying to lose on purpose. So his time in Memphis when he was, you know, the second or third best player with Randolph and Conley, I mean, they're making Western Conference Finals. Have you seen Miles Turner do that? Yeah. No. So, Marcus so. Saul, Marcus Saul is a winner. I mean, when you when you look at the Grizzlies
2: best years, I, I strongly one hundred percent agree. His number will be in the rafters. Like he, you know, defensive player of the year in the past, unbelievable career. That man is a winner. Yeah. Uh, Miles Turner still has a long way to go. If we're gonna talk about who I would want going into this year, I want Miles Turner over Marcusol. 110%. The other guys that you named before I'll give those guys an edge. Even Steven Adams. Steven Adams is very, very valuable. He is. He is. Miles yeah. Turner, I think, from a defensive standpoint, sure, like shot blocker, like rib protector, it's great. But Steven Adams, man, I mean, you could put that bully. guy, exactly, and he is valuable to every team. Sure, Miles Turner is, but. Steven Adams, I, I, th- I would like to see what kind of Steven Adams we get now that Russell Westbrook is not just stealing all of his rebounds <laughs> and just doing everything he wants. Uh, I think Adams is someone who's going to put up some big numbers rebound-wise this year.
1: Yeah, we'll, we'll definitely see. I mean, I think that that one, for me, like Gasol, I guess you could say is arguable. Vucevic is arguable, too, because Vucevic is a bad defender, um, just a really great offensive player. Uh, Steven Adams to me I think that's arguable like none of these are like oh these are so terrible you yeah. can't argue these but I mean when it gets to Drummond I kind of feel like Drummond's in the same boat as an Adams and a Gasol type player because he is limited in what he can do but I do think like the monster rebound games that you see from Drummond oh, every my God. Single night, like that just puts him above Turner right now but at the same time you know money is a big factor in all this but I mean there's definitely a tier of centers and I think the top tier is Embiid, Jokic, uh, Gobert and Towns. I mean there's no doubt about it. And and arguably I might even say that I think Rudy Gobert might be more talented than Carl Towns. Uh he might impact winning in a different way because Towns has been such a, you know, putrid defender over the years and it's just yeah. one of those things where I would like to see uh I like to see how these two do this year, especially Gobert now that he's got a roster built around him and Having a stretch four might make a huge difference for the Jazz with Bojan playing that position. But anyway, is there anything else you want to say on Miles Turner before we move on? Uh,
2: no, other than, uh, hey, I mean, if Marc Gasol at his age can go through winning a championship and then FIBA and do that, Miles Turner at his young age, he should still be good to go for the season, and I'm excited to see it. Absolutely.
1: Well, we're going to close this segment out. We'll be right back with a new segment as we're going to talk about that here in just a second. Pacer fans, I encourage you guys to check out PacersTalk.net where we have launched a brand new website earlier this summer where we're covering the team going forward. You can look at the roster, see what new players are on the team. You can check out the articles we have. Our YouTube channels on there as well. Make sure you guys check it out. And, of course, you can hear all of our podcasts on PacersTalk.net. Let's get back to the show. Alrighty, righty, fans, we are back, segment two. Going to have a really fun segment here. So, Fauci and I were talking, and, you know, playing fantasy basketball can just be a long, grueling thing to do, 82 games. It's just just—it's very hard to keep up with, unlike fantasy football where it's just once a week. Fantasy basketball is really hard to keep up with, but recently I was listening to my friends Zach Noble and Ryan Mogjosh on the Four Seasons podcast, and they were doing like a 2K game uh, where they were picking like seven players that were all rated at different ratings, so like 90s, 80s, 70s, and then below 70, or rookies or something. you have to go listen to their podcast. It was really fun. But basically what they did is they picked seven guys from the NBA to build their roster, and they're going to track their statistics throughout the season, kind of like fantasy basketball, but in a different way. Well, me and Fauci were like, that'd be kind of fun to do, but if it was just Pacers-driven only. So me and you are going to go back and forth until we get seven players each from the Pacers roster. And then... At the end of the season, we'll tally up all their statistics and we'll determine a winner. So, here are the rules. Basically, points will be scored at a half a point. So, every point scored is only worth a half a point because that's the easiest thing to get. Making rebound, steals, assist, and block more valuable, those will be one point each. So, to determine who's going first, I've got a quarter right here. I'm going to ask Fachi to call in the air and he can see me here on video and whoever. If he gets it wrong, I get the first pick. If he gets it right, he gets the first pick. And we will go back and forth drafting. So, Focci, you ready?
2: I know they say Tails never fails, but give me heads here. Give
1: me heads. Okay, it fell on the ground. It is Tails, Focci. It is All tails. Right. I'm not lying. Can you see it? Uh, I can
2: see it. However <laughs> you flipped it, who knows? No one else is in that room. <laughs> Here's but, the head okay.
1: side. Here's the head yep. side. Here's the tail side. I'm not kidding. I would not lie. I am on air right now. I should have videoed this for everybody to see. But uh, but anyway, so with the first pick, Focci, you know who I'm going with. Me and you were both fighting back and forth between who was going to get the first pick. But for me, I'm going with DeMontis Sabonis with my number one pick.
2: I can't lie. That is definitely who I would have went with first. But, well, now that's no longer an option. Uh, I'm actually going to go with uh, basically his counterpart. Give me Miles
1: Turner. Okay. I like it. I, I like the pick there, Fauci. Uh, the second pick for me might be a bit of a bit of a surpriser here, but I'm expecting a big breakout season from this player. He was acquired in a trade on draft night. Give me T.J. Warren. Can't knock that at all. Uh, my uh, my hunch is
2: that uh, TJ Warren, I mean, he's going to be hard to get out of that lineup because I know once they have that shuffle, I think he's just going to be that guy who he's going to prove everybody wrong and say right. that, hey, I wasn't just doing this in Phoenix. I could do this on a bigger level. I think he's going to stay in that lineup. But for my pick, I'm going to go with the president, Malcolm Brogdon.
1: Brogdon, I like it, Fachi. He's going to have a big year, I think. And uh, we, we might see a big uptick in those assists. Uh, I definitely think he might get some steals as well in there. So, yeah, so for my third pick in the third round, my first pick, I, I got to do it, Fachi. I can't let him slide any farther. I'm going to go with the Pacers' best player, Victor Oladipo.
2: Can't knock Oladipo. Uh, we are all very excited. Miles Turner is starting to float it out there that he could be back earlier than people expect. I love hearing
1: it. What, what, when do you from, think that might be, Foch?
2: I mean, I know they kept saying December. I could maybe see now a back end of November. You know, maybe uh, if we... What if, we if can do back opening our, night? Is this going to be the steal oh of the draft? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. That would shock everybody. And, yes, that would be the steal of the draft. <laughs> Oladipo in the third round. I mean, it screams value. But with my pick, my third round pick, I'm going with Jeremy Lamb. Jeremy and Lamb. I'm throwing it out there. I think opening night, it's Jeremy Lamb that leads us in scoring.
1: Okay. How much is he going to score, Foch?
2: 21.
1: 21 points, Jeremy Lamb, opening night. I love the bold prediction, Focci. Yeah, I love it.
2: I was feeling bold. How to bold throw it out there.
1: All right. So now we're pretty much into the bench, and we got to figure out what guys we want here bench-wise. And, you know, I'm looking at my roster. I'm thinking, man, who do I want? It's, it's really tough for me right now. Part of me is leaning one way, but the other part's leaning the other way. So I'm just going to go with the first round pick from the 2019 NBA draft. I'm going with Goga Batase. I feel like he's going to put some big rebounds, some blocks on the board. He might even get some points in there with some pick and rolls in that second unit. So I'm going to go with Goga because of the rebounds and the blocks that I think he can get from me throughout the year. It doesn't surprise me.
2: I know you got a very big soft spot for Goga. He's been growing on me big time. I know we unfortunately haven't seen much, but I'm very excited to see something. Uh, Now, with my next pick, here's where it's getting a bit tricky. You know, I'm going to have to go Aaron Holiday. Yeah. I'm all in on the potential, potential through the roof. So give me the high upside and, and a little bit of a later round.
1: Yeah, and, you know, I'm high on the holidays as well. So with my next pick, I'm going with a guy that I think is going to be a sleeper, a game changer for this team, the veteran, the guy that we really need on defense. I just feel like with Oladipo possibly being out for a little bit, I think he's going to get an uptick in minutes, but I also think that come playoff time, he's going to be in the rotation still. Now, we will not be doing this into the playoffs, just so you know. This is only regular season, but I've got to go with my guy, Justin Holiday. I'm just a big Jay Holiday fan, and that's going to be my fifth pick in this round.
2: All right, now is where it gets really tricky because the guy's laying around there and we don't really know too much of what to expect. Uh, I am going to go with, hmm. It's a tough one. This is very tough, very tough. I think I'm going to go with, uh, you going I'm going to go with, no, I can't. He's only he would only get points. That man gets no assists, no boards. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna have to go with Alize Johnson. Alize early? Yes, I'm doing it. If, if minutes open up for him, oh my god, he could okay. rip down boards.
1: Okay, well that's easy for me. I'm taking T J Leaf, brother. T J Leaf is gonna be in that rotation. T J Leaf is a good rebounder and he's uh he's a willing shooter. If he's open for three, yeah, T J might be a little bit of a sleeper here. I can't believe you picked Alice over TJ man.
2: I have this story. I don't think I've ever told it on the podcast before, but I have uh the original Paul George 24 jersey and I was at a Pacers game and I was trying I was trying to get Old Depot. I thought it would have been cool if I get Old Depot to sign my old Paul George jersey. <laughs> and T- and TJ Leaf grabbed it and signed it and I swear at the time when he signed it He hadn't seen the court in like a full month or two. And I almost (laughs) wanted to pull the jersey back mid signature. And I I just could not believe that TJ (laughs) Leaf signed my Paul George twenty four (laughs) jersey. Why is everyone hanging out? Uh, because I I was waiting for the players. I was like, if I can get Miles Turner, Oladipo, Depot, I'm cool with that. But TJ Leaf,
1: oh, I haven't worn them that. Why sign a Paul George jersey?
2: That's what I had on. I had nothing else to get signed. It was just, you know, like, let's You didn't let's, have a hat?
1: What... A no, I did not
2: have a hat. I had the hair styled up. It was looking good. But, you know, <laughs> TJ Leaf had to step in, pretty much ruined the jersey for me. I've never worn it since.
1: Oh, that (laughs) is hysterical, man. We should auction that off. Oh,
2: my God. Yeah, I still got it in the closet. George
1: autographed T.J. Leaf jersey.
2: (laughs) Yeah, it it, it ain't pretty. Um, But with my other pick now, I I guess at this point I'm going to have to go McBuckets. All right. Throw me some Doug McDermott. Let's try and get that uh, that little three-point scoring up.
1: All right. And then for me, I guess with my seventh pick, my final pick here now, there is an exception because we don't know when Oladipo will be back. We talked about this before the podcast. Whoever picked Oladipo would get an extra player at the last of the draft, so they'd get the last person on the on the team. But uh, So for my seventh pick, which is not my final pick since I got Oladipo, I'm going to take TJ McConnell. Okay. Got a lot of respect for TJ McConnell. It's just a matter of minutes. Let's,
2: let's see uh, how many minutes he can get per game. And at that, hey, maybe uh, if he takes over that backup role, which nobody wants to hear, uh, then you'll get yourself some great value this year.
1: Yeah. So who do you got next, Vaj? Uh I
2: think that I think that was it for me. No, no, you have. Because you had the extra more. pick.
1: You have. One oh more. man! All right. At
2: this point, this is a guy who I wanted. I don't know where we could really fit him in, but give me Edmund Sumner. All right. I want me some Sumner.
1: Yeah, yeah. and I guess I guess with our last pick, I'm gonna have to go with Jakar Sampson. Uh, it looks like he's gonna be the 15th man on the roster, so I will pick him up just in case he gets any minutes while Odipo is out. So, Focci, just to kind of recap here, I will read your team real quick. Focci, Team Focci, Miles Turner, Malcolm Brogdon, Jeremy Lamb, Aaron Holiday, Alizé Johnson, Doug McDermott, and Edmund Sumner. Team Alex, we've got Domas Sabonis, TJ Warren, Victor Oladipo, Goga Batase, uh, Dr- uh Justin Holliday, excuse me there, TJ Leaf, TJ McConnell, and Jakar Sampson. Did you know what happened there, Focci? You got all 3 TJs. I, I got believe. all 3 TJs. Yep. <laughs> yes you did.
2: You just couldn't snag both the holidays, huh? But you hey, 3 two. TJs. Exactly. I beat you to it. So Well, technically I could never Aaron
1: over Goga. I could have. That's true. It was it was really tough. I was that was probably my hardest decision right there. Oh, oh like, exactly. What guy do I get off the bench first because I think Aaron can have a good year, but I think Goga he's going to have to play because we're so thin at the front court.
2: Oh, definitely. And I think my love for Alizé Johnson, it might have got the best of me, but I really root for this kid. I follow him on Instagram, and it just <laughs> oh, he just seems like a great kid. So for this, anyway, when this guy gets the minutes, I'm telling you, his motor is relentless.
1: <laughs> I can't get over the fact that he still have a soft spot for him. I follow him on Instagram. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Always hit that like button for Alizé. Oh, my gosh. Who else do you follow on Instagram?
2: Oh, I mean, I, I follow you know, most of the team, but Alizé Johnson, he I'm telling you, he's, he's got some good good, good stuff going on over there. Always giving back <laughs> to the community that he grew up in. That's I, I respect
1: it. Yeah, what a name, Alizé Johnson. It just sounds like a professional basketball player name. But, yeah, I would like to see him maybe get some minutes. You know, I kind of forget about him every once in a while. It feels like we're pretty thin at power forward, you know what I mean? But, uh I would like to see him maybe get some time. I think he might actually be a nice complimentary piece to Goga Batonze. I I firmly believe so. If you run him with
2: that second unit or whatever you want to call it, I mean, just off the bench, even if they're just getting mop-up duty in some games uh, early on, I think that's something that's going to be, you know, real exciting to see. Because, I mean, obviously, Alizé, sure, it's just, uh, you know, summer league basketball, but he had some pretty strong games, and especially when he knew, he was competing
1: for one of the last spots on the team. Yeah, no, there's no doubt about it. And then with your last pick, Edmund Sumner, there's a lot of wings on this Pacers roster. Do you really think he's going to be able to crack the rotation? <sighs> ah, it's it's tough because in the beginning, it really seemed like
2: Sumner was being set up to take a big step forward. I mean, he got a couple starts last year. You know, then they even reworked his contract, and then it's like he had the foot injury. He missed a bunch of the summer league. We end up signing more guys. So I just felt like with my last pick, why not roll the dice on Sumner? He, he's versatile. He could play a few different positions compared to McDermott, where I knew I was just getting you know three-point shooting essentially.
1: Yeah, well, I, I, I just thought about this, Fauci, because there is a possibility that there is a team that makes a trade for one of our players throughout the season. So I guess what we'll have to do is if X player is traded, whoever – We get in return. I guess we'll take their spot for the remainder of that part of the season. Is that how you want to do it, or what do you want to do? uh,
2: I like it. Yeah. I think it's a little bit of an X factor. It's a mystery of who's going to be the guy on our team that's moved and could bring in an even better player. Who knows? Right. So if if one of the
1: guys on our teams gets traded here throughout the season, they'll replace them on our team. So, for example, Let's just say uh, Oladipo is traded for LeBron James. You know, whoever had Oladipo will get LeBron James. But the stats will only count for when they are a Pacer. It will not count for the beginning of the season. Only their tenure as an Indiana Pacer. Because we want to make sure this is strictly known. This is a Pacers fantasy draft. So other than that, Fox, I think this wraps up our podcast. Pretty short one today. Uh, yeah, it was, but fans, you heard
2: it first. There are rumors LeBron James to Indiana, courtesy of Alex Golden.
1: Yeah. Yeah, you guys can follow me at Alex Golden, being on Twitter. You can follow Fachi at underscore FACCI. And you can follow our great podcast, Setting the Pace 3, on Twitter. And we know Scott Agnes is starting a new podcast, uh, and he wanted some names. And somebody suggested, hey, Scott, how about you uh, do Setting the Pace? And uh, just, just for that person, though, like. Uh, sorry, but we've already got that name taken. Uh, it's, it's a great name. I believe, Fodger, you came up with that. I did. It just felt
2: right. And 51 episodes later, I don't disagree. I stand by it.
1: I love it. Absolutely. Well, we appreciate you guys listening. Make sure you follow us on Twitter. Make sure you check out our Instagram as well. That is setting underscore the underscore pace. So a different handle there. And if you guys are listening on iTunes, please leave us a rating and a review. You can check out all of our work on PacersTalk.net and CLNSmedia.com. And until next time, we'll talk to you later. Peace out, Pacer Nation. Let's go Pacers.
2: Sugar
1: Sugar Ray Leonard, Roberto Duran, Marvelous Marvin Hagler and Thomas Hearns. Legends whose four-way rivalry defined one of the greatest eras in boxing history.